Welcome back to the Weekly Rundown with Atlas. The official podcast by Monash International Affairs Society. We are your hosts, Shania and Phoebe Anka. Hi everyone, we're back. Happy Friday. Hope you've all had a great week. I have not had a great week. <laughs> and my voice might sound a bit muffled because I'm wearing a mask because I am sick. But I'm recovering. It's not COVID. <laughs> we're surviving. That's what matters. We're pushing through. Like everyone else in the world, because there's some stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. I think, do we want to start off with talking about Russia-Ukraine today? Yes. Quick update for you guys, because it's heavy as usual every week. So fresh off the news, we have that the UN General Assembly, specifically the Human Rights Council body, they have officially approved a resolution that cited reports of gross and systematic violations and abuses of human rights in Ukraine, and so that resulted in adopting a historic resolution suspending the membership of Russia in the Human Rights Council. So, as we all know, they're expressing their grave concern for the ongoing human rights and humanitarian crisis in Ukraine. So that's what's going on. Some very quick facts about this event is that there's 93 states in favour, 24 against, and there's 58 that abstained from voting. So that's quite a bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Moving on, we have that several countries spoke out against the resolution. Of course, the usual, we have China, Syria, and Cuba, whose representatives said that human rights were being politicized. They're saying that this is a bit too much. It's a bit, it's a bit, a bit overlined, especially for the UN, who's meant to be somewhat neutral, that type of stuff. And others who abstain from the vote, we have countries like South Africa, whose representatives said that they did so because of a lack of due process in determining Russia's guilt. Interesting. But I guess that gives them cause to abstain. They didn't vote against it. They did abstain. And I feel like that makes sense. Right. Everyone has their right to abstain. A hundred percent. So let's hear about some um, opinions around the world. I gathered some opinions from Twitter. I got some from news outlets, some reporters, and even from LinkedIn, just through the comments. Exactly. So a variety of opinions. Yeah, exactly. So we have some people saying that this is a big move by the UN, like I said, because it's trying to be like a neutral body right mm-hmm. considering that well considering the fact that they never condemned other countries who have violated human rights in the past including like the u.s the european vessel uh, states with like illegal wars and crimes against humanity with vietnam iraq so there's very a very interesting very interesting very passionate people out there people were also saying that this is justified and they needed to demonstrate a united front of condemnation um, on russia And then there are other people who are saying that the UN was too slow to take action. They should have done this way faster. It's been six weeks of brutal attacks, brutal murder out there. So, yeah. So definitely have like a variety of opinions there. Kind of covered all the bases with that one. Definitely. And you know what? That's clearly reflected upon what's like who voted. Yeah. 94. Yeah. Voted for. Yeah. 58 abstained. So, yeah. That's the facts. Yeah. That's Russia, Ukraine, guys. We also wanted to touch on Pakistan today. Yeah, so that's another thing that's happening. There's some political unrest, political turmoil in Pakistan. We have Pakistan's Prime Minister, Imran Khan, who may lose power as early as tomorrow, Saturday. (laughs) Here are the facts. I'll try to dumb it down for you guys. So the Supreme Court, they officially ruled that the blocking of the vote was unconstitutional. So what happened was that Mr. Khan's oppositional party, they wanted to table a no-confidence vote against Mr. Khan. And this was scheduled last Sunday. But then this 
um, decision was blocked by Mr. Khan's own party. So then they were saying that you guys can't do this. This is unconstitutional. And then the court says, okay, guys, just take a break. Let me figure this out. And then the court just ruled yesterday that it was unconstitutional and that this no vote will go ahead. And then that means that Mr. Khan's removal as prime minister may happen. So that's the facts. Mm-hmm. But let me just sort of explain like the history. Yeah, so who is Imran Khan? Yeah, Imran Khan, so he was elected in July 2018 by the people of Pakistan. And he was voted in because he had a platform of tackling corruption, fixing the economy, you know? That's how everyone's voted in, isn't exactly. it? That's what we want. But of course, not only was there the COVID, the pandemic that's happened, but there was skyrocketing inflation, ballooning foreign debts that built up over the years. So of course, the people aren't happy. Everyone's been affected. Some observers, they're saying that this political shakiness is also probably due to the relationship that Mr. Khan has with powerful military and people he has, like friends he has with foreign powers, that type of thing. I don't know. Those are just other claims. Something that's interesting. But anyways, the point is, is that no one's happy with Imran Khan. Mm -hmm. And that is why the opposition, his opposition party is taking this chance to pretty much take him down. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's what's happening. And I mean, we'll see next week if he is truly being removed as prime minister. Yeah, exactly. We can definitely touch back on that next week. But yeah, that's the fact with Pakistan. Hope everything's going okay, though, because I know that, oh, gosh, people like countries, people is the most important thing. The citizens, Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. the, a prime minister should be taken care of. Exactly. A country should refre- reflect its people's wants and needs. Exactly. That's why we're going to talk about what's happening in Sri Lanka right now. Which, yes. So yeah. the <clears throat> issues in Sri Lanka haven't necessarily been publicised a lot in the in Western media lately. But for those who don't know, Sri Lanka is an island in the Indian Ocean, which is just south of India. And it's currently in the midst of a major economic crisis, which has escalated over the past months and resulted in nationwide protests against the current administration. Mm. Last week, people took to the streets in the area around the president's house to protest the rapidly worsening situation they're faced with in the country. So I guess we can first talk about why exactly people are protesting. Yeah, let's get down to it. They're in an economic crisis yeah. <laughs> to begin with. The country is facing food shortages, fuel shortages, power cuts, mm, extreme gosh. price rises, all the result of economic mismanagement. Huh. When the current president came into office, he made a few changes, which included significantly cutting taxes, shifting towards more natural fertilizers. Mm. However, the ban on chemical fertilizers was made immediately and had a large negative impact on farmers' yields and contributed to a rise in inflation and shortages in food because... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because it didn't give the country enough time to kind of... So it was, like, counterproductive. Yeah, exactly, because it, it happened immediately. Right, okay. So then, you know, <clears throat> inflation, food shortages, um, and then there's also fuel shortages, which mean that there are right, people yeah. lining up for hours outside petrol stations trying to get fuel, and even then they may leave without any if that petrol station's stock of fuel was sold by the time they get to the front of the line. And so it's also led, so the fuel shortages and such has also led to rolling power cuts which I think it was a day or two before the protests when power cuts of more than 13 hours were announced. Oh my gosh, 13? Exactly. So that's like more than half of the day that you're spending without power. Oh God. 
So that affects children, families, businesses. So many people are unable to do their jobs because of these power outages. Mm, mm, Terrible. Right. So, and also with the power cuts, Sri Lanka gets its power through hydro, thermal and coal power. Diverse. Exactly. But right now they're going through their drought season. So hydro is kind of out. They don't, they have very limited or pretty much no foreign reserves. So they can't really purchase coal or fuel. So they're really struggling in that sense. Oh, gosh. A lot of these shortages can be attributed to the lack of foreign currency the country has, which Mm. is the result of numerous factors ranging from significant foreign debt, minimal tourism due to the pandemic, Mm. and the use of foreign exchange reserves to prop up the Sri Lankan rupee. Okay, sorry, but is there anything that, like us people can do on the outside like because i feel like although this may seem like a domestic issue Mm -hmm. what's happening with the prime minister but like what can we do i feel like it's one of those things where as individuals living overseas we can't do much other than raise awareness for what's going on yeah because sadly like i said a lot of it is attributed to the lack of foreign currency because because they don't have much foreign currency left, mm. they can't import food, which then contributes to inflation rising. So right. it's kind of like an endless, endless cycle. Everything's kind of interconnected. You know, nothing ever happens in a bubble. No, um, I know that Sri Lanka also relies quite a bit on tourism as well. Yeah. Oh, I wish was, I could visit. Yeah, exactly. Right it was hit pretty bad after um, the pandemic. Oh, no. But, you know, I think there are still a lot of people travelling to Sri Lanka, which is good. Yeah. So after the people took to the streets in protest, the president imposed a curfew to prevent people from gathering and blocked access to all social media outlets for about 24 hours. Is it so this is to prevent the protest? Yes, to prevent the protest. I imagine that that they're not happy. No. So, you know, people weren't allowed to gather. I feel like this kind of angered the people even more. It wasn't necessarily effective because mm. within a few hours, so many people just got VPNs. Yeah. It's just successful. that they were just angered even more. Yeah, yeah. And then on the 1st of April, the president declared public emergency, allowing people to be detained without warrants, seize property and search any premises, and suspend laws and issue orders that cannot be questioned in court. Mm. All of this was done in an attempt, like we said before, to suppress nationwide protests, which, although portrayed by a lot of Western media outlets that have depicted this issue as being violent, have been quite peaceful with little to no violence displayed. Okay, so it's not exactly what the media is showing. No, exactly. As usual. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also worth mentioning that all 26 ministers of the Sri Lankan cabinet resigned with just the president and his prime minister remaining. You're kidding. Which is his brother, right? Yeah, the prime minister who is his brother. (laughs) Since then, I think four members were reappointed. But that's it, you know. (laughs) Everyone else left. Yeah, they were like, I can't handle this. The people don't want this. No. Gosh, so that's the facts. And that's yeah. the history behind it. Do we know if there's any foreign aid, any any countries who's displaying their um like condemning this? <laughs> like is there it's anything? Actually the global community have been pretty quiet about this from what I've seen at least. Have they been avoiding or are they just focused on Russia? I think it might be a bit of both. But okay. I also I did see a post somewhere about how 
perhaps if Sri Lanka had oil, then it would be cool yeah. to intervene, you know? <laughs> Not that intervention is always the best thing, no. but, you know, I don't know if, like, completely ignoring issues is also the answer. No. But we were talking about this last week about how there's so many issues going around the world that we have no idea that it's even happening. Happening, exactly. But it's kind of surprising because, like, Sri Lanka is very close to Australia, so right. Australia, why aren't you helping out? Exactly. I mean, well, that's another story because <laughs> Sri Lanka. Anyways, that's a whole story for another time. Yeah, but I think they have, <laughs> uh, they are either in the process of or have applied for help from the IMF. Okay. Which is, you know, a step in the right direction. It could help to relieve some issues yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Terrible to hear this, but it's great to raise this awareness. Yeah, I think it's really important that people are aware of what's going on. Oh. There's protests happening pretty much every day all around Sri Lanka, yeah. even all around the world. The Sri Lankan communities have gone out in protests. There were protests in Melbourne last week, yeah. in New Zealand, Good. in the UK. Good. As they should, because this needs to be spread, this needs to be raised. Yeah, and again, it's not necessarily the protests aren't, um, the protests that are happening in other countries aren't necessarily, necessarily wow. looking for yeah. funding or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It's just to raise awareness, which is what I think is really important in this situation. Definitely. And we see here that we have actually a lot of you guys tuning in from actually around the world, not only in Australia. We have people from the US, Germany, India, Malaysia, UK, Netherlands as well. It's we good go. to hear you guys tuning in. And, you know, if we're, if we're not touching on a topic that mm-hmm. you guys are really passionate about, Send us an email. Tune into our Instagram, our Facebook. Yeah, DM us. Because we want to hear what's happening around the world with your countries. Because I think it's really important to raise awareness about issues that are going on, especially issues that the media is neglecting to report on. Exactly. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. That's a really good rundown. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. And keep an eye on our podcast and also our socials because we will have some exciting stuff coming out in the near future. Tune in, guys. See you soon. Bye.